1: 6:30, Chad. Inside sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on 6:30, Chad. Now Kane, right face faceoff, shoots and scores. Commander Kane powers over second goal tonight. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, McDavid, left circle, cross ice. What timer score? This game is time.
0: Leon Dreisaitl! Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams.
1: This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H.
0: Brown and Associates.
1: Alberta Injury Lawyers. The heavy hitters of injury law. All right, here's the list. You got Vancouver, Seattle, San Francisco, Los Angeles, Guadalajara, Kansas City, Dallas, Atlanta, Houston, Monterey, Mexico City, Toronto, Boston, Philadelphia, Miami, and the New York City metropolitan area. That is the list of cities that will host games in the 2026 FIFA World Cup of Soccer. Edmonton is not on that list of course we were hoping to be on that list we started getting word a few days ago that we wouldn't be on that list and indeed we are not ten games are gonna be hosted in Canada for that tournament Vancouver, Edmonton, Toronto. Well, could they split them up? One city gets four, a couple other cities get three. Everybody's happy. Doesn't happen that way. It looks like, uh, from the speculation that I'm hearing, is that uh, Vancouver will host six, Toronto will get four, and Edmonton gets shut out. Now, there are a lot of theories on why this has uh, happened. We'll uh, dive into this as we move along tonight. We'll get some reaction from the local soccer community as well. But that is clearly a big story today that Edmonton, despite having the Commonwealth Stadium uh, despite having just hosted some games in CONCACAF World Cup qualifying in November 48,000 people to a game on November 12th in which it was minus one 44,200 people on November 16th for a game in which it was minus eight large large crowds that would have been that would be even larger in, for the World Cup in the summer when it wouldn't have been minus, but we don't get any games. So so what happened, we'll explore that a little bit tonight. I can also tell you a Canadian has the lead after the first round of the United States Open at the Country Club in Brookline, Massachusetts. Adam Hadwin shooting a 4-under, 66. He just finished his round in the last half hour or so. Six players are tied for second, one shot back. That includes Rory McElroy. football tonight last minute of the first quarter Alouettes and Argos are tied 3-3 this is the start of uh, week two in the Canadian Football League the Edmonton Elks are back on the field for their home opener it's saturday night it starts at 7:30 at commonwealth stadium our coverage begins on 6:30. shed with the countdown to kickoff show at six as you know week one did not go well for the elks so they're going to be trying to bounce back from that uh baseball this afternoon baltimore beating toronto 10-2 oh and some golf going on at the petroleum club it's the uh, canadian tour stop the atb classic The top Canadian is an Edmontonian. Will Bateman is tied for fourth. He shot minus six. He's just one shot off the lead because three guys are tied for first. So a good start there for Will Bateman, who has been on Inside Sports several times over the years. The Edmonton Oil Kings getting tuned up for the Memorial Cup. Carter Such from the Oil Kings is going to join us uh, after the 7 o'clock news on Inside Sports. Always good to talk to him. He's a, he's a great story. Longest serving member of the team so he's got to be thrilled to go in the, to uh, go to the Memorial Cup. Reed Wilkins with you tonight and we're going to go to the hotline powered by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. And we welcome to the show the executive director of the Alberta Soccer Association, Lisa Grant, is on the line Lisa thanks for hopping on the show how are you doing
0: I'm doing okay thank you for having me
1: well yes I, I asked that question knowing that uh, from obviously a, a professional and soccer standpoint things could it be could be going a lot better for you uh, just your reaction to, to today to the to the formal announcement that uh, Edmonton will not be a host for the World Cup in 2026
0: it's a very disappointing day if you look at all the um, time and effort and work City of Edmonton, Edmonton Events, the partners put into putting in a great bid and a great showing in November not to be given games is is very disappointing and disheartening. Well, and
1: I just referenced that talking about the decision. I mean, we had these two games in November that were played in below zero temperatures. You know, I guess not as cold Mm -hmm. as it could have been in Edmonton, but minus one and minus eight. I mean, when you saw those, were you... I mean, I'm sure you were encouraged, but you were thinking, okay, how can they say no to us that we did this well for games played in the winter?
0: Well, exactly. I mean, it was a great showing. Edmonton and Alberta in general, the fans came out, um, not only soccer but other sports as well, came out, enjoyed the games, had a great time, um, great mentorship, leadership from, you know, the players for the kids to see where they can be in the future, and everything just slipped away.
1: So... In your mind, is there a primary reason why, like you said, it slipped away, Edmonton wasn't selected?
0: I think, I mean, we can we can guess at a lot of reasons. I mean, you know, if we're not like a big city like Vancouver or Toronto, um, I think... There's opportunities, though. You know, if Canada Soccer and FIFA want to grow grassroots, they have to look at smaller cities like Edmonton, who have a big heart and have always shown well for sporting events. Like, you know, if you look at the Eskimos or the Oilers or even other uh, games that we've held for FIFA, I mean, we've always had a great showing.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'll throw one theory at you. Obviously, the province committed some money with the condition that there'd be five of the 10 games played in Canada would be in Edmonton and a lot of people thought that might be unrealistic for FIFA to to acquiesce to that demand Do you think that factored into it at all
0: well I could have could have played into it I mean the other part that played into it I think was Vancouver coming back into um, the competition when they had withdrawn I mean that's questionable too right if you've pulled out should you be allowed to come back in you know Edmonton, again, five years of work that numerous people put into it, um, that should be recognized.
1: And, and the stuff about the, the, you know, the turf at Commonwealth Stadium or anything that needed to be done to the stadium, that I mean, t- I, my understanding is that wasn't really an issue. The necessary upgrades or changes would have been made, right?
0: Well, the changes would have made, been made, and I mean, if you use the same criteria, Toronto has to increase their stadium because they don't have enough capacity. So,
1: I mean, that should all equal itself out as well. Yeah. And, and you sort of touched on this in an earlier answer, but I, but I look at some of the things that have ha- happened in this country over the last 20 or 25 years, Lisa. We, we've always been a great hockey nation, but we've seen, you know, now there are a bunch of players in the NBA. You go back 15 or 20 years, Steve Nash was excelling. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you've seen what somebody like Christine Sinclair has meant to future generations of uh, female soccer players you know Mike Weir won the Masters in in 2005 now there's a whole bunch of great Canadian golfers including Adam, Adam Hadwin leading the way after the US Open opening round today so um, I mean this would have been and I'm not saying it still won't happen but the impact that it could have been on alberta soccer to actually have these games because we've seen what alfonso the impact of alfonso and i'm wondering you know is this a little bit of even a, a missed opportunity to even grow the sport more in alberta that we're not not getting games here
0: it's a huge it's a huge miss. um you know like we're going to see growth just because there's excitement around the men's and women's team and going to Qatar and we'll be- and we will benefit from the games in Vancouver but that's not the same as when the kids can actually get out and see a game and see the way you know the elite play it how you know what skills do they need you can describe to a kid or, or like a young player what they need to do but they also need to see it to develop to that point and like I said the mentorship opportunities you know coming out of COVID too financially for Alberta in general um, I think it was a great opportunity and unfortunately we weren't selected
1: yeah um, I'll, I'll throw one more at you is there is there any crack in the door <laughs> or is this like FIFA's was decided and that's that's it uh, you know I know it's four years away could anything change or is, or is this final today
0: I don't think anything will change from from this I think we just need to pivot and you know make the most of the opportunities we have going forward I mean for Alberta soccer we are looking at making sure we have quality officials and coaches and recruit them because we're still going to see a growth um just not exponentially like we would have if the games were here
1: okay Lisa did I miss anything or is there anything else you'd like to say to the audience tonight
0: no, just like I said, I just really want to extend uh, my thanks to City of Edmonton, Edmonton Events, and all the partners who stepped up to support soccer and the years of work, um, you know, to try to get this event in Edmonton. They did a quality bid, and on behalf of the sports, I mean, we were represented well. It was, it was great.
1: Okay. Lisa, thank you for checking in tonight. I really appreciate your perspective
0: okay thanks
1: so much that's lisa grant the executive director of the alberta soccer association with some of her reaction to edmonton not being selected as a host city for the world cup in 2026 there will be 10 games in canada they will be divided between vancouver and toronto and vancouver is likely going to get six of those 10 games so what so what happened here i mean look i'm i'm speaking to uh northern alberta audience many of you i'm sure live within a couple of hours of edmonton or even if you don't you know what the city has to offer you've probably been to commonwealth stadium over the years for a football game for a concert for a, a soccer match for a special event whatever you you know what the stadium is like you know how edmontonians and northern albertans generally step up and and support large events and this would have been well this is an international event that would have brought visitors to the city Uh, i mean people the, the soccer fans travel with their national teams and try to attend the world cup and other big events and stuff like that so so we know the stadium would have been full we know the necessary upgrades you know we get to put natural grass back in whatever we know all of that would have been made so so what happened here so when something like this happens I I try to talk to other people who who might know or have a a take that maybe is more informed than mine on something like this. So, it, first of all, and I'll and I'll put this out there and kind of present a couple sides to it. But, but, but I think it was uh late March something like that, Jason Kenny, the 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 Premier of the province said there's 110 million dollars of provincial support coming. But there were some conditions on that. One of the conditions was that Edmonton gets five games. A couple of them would have been have to have been playoff games. Um, it was on the another condition was that any unforeseen security costs would have to be the responsibility of the city and the and the federal government. You know there was already support from the city and the feds, so that was that was the the one the the province came forward and said 110 million dollars if this happened and i remember thinking at the time well that's kind of a big ask that that half the games uh, that are going to be in canada be in edmonton um so i you know a couple of people said to me today look reed fifa doesn't look like to be dictated to or or even feel like they're being dictated to they 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 don't go very well with demands or if they they want cities to say we will support the tournament they want provincial governments to say we will support the tournament so they don't want any types of conditions said a couple people said to me that was absolutely a strike against edmonton and we were doomed the moment jason kenny said that somebody else said to me you know what reed that, you know, he put that out there, but that's a bargaining chip. If FIFA wanted to select the city, they still could have selected it and said, hey, look, you're not getting five games. You're, you're selected, you're getting three, you're getting four, you You're you know, you're getting one game in the round of 32 or whatever. You're not getting two, and we, and we can still figure this out. And you go from there. So some somebody else believes that's not the be-all and end-all. I, now lisa grant who was just on the show from the alberta soccer association mentioned this as well the the vancouver angle i think as well is pretty important to this vancouver at one point pulled out they they came back in the uh the, the canadian who is also the head of CONCACAF, wanted games in vancouver and i also think that's a factor that that the, the the canadian soccer association that Concacaf said we we want to showcase vancouver we think that's the place to go vancouver hosted the women's world cup final in 2015 so let's put a bunch of men's men's games there and i do think when the schedule comes out you're going to see vancouver get six six of the games and toronto only get four and, and as lisa s- said You know, Vancouver was out. When you, if you pull out and say we're not interested, should you be able to come back in? Well, I guess you can because they did it. So that's sort of an overview is what happened today. I'm sure more is going to come out about this today. I know uh, when Sohi talked today, he sort of deflected the question about well, you know, was the provincial support being contingent on five games? Was that a factor? He said he didn't really think so. I talked to a couple of people who said yes. Somebody else said no. So. The bottom line is Edmonton doesn't get games, which I think is disappointing because this is the biggest sporting event in the world after the Olympics. And we could have had, you know, a few games right here in Edmonton in Commonwealth Stadium, and we don't get them. Okay, happy to hear from you, of course. Uh, as I mentioned, the Certainty Hotline, 780 496 0063. You can follow me
0: on. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot.
1: Twitter at Reed Wilkins, R E I D W I L K I N S. You can email the show, Inside Sports at 630CHED.com. Back in a couple of minutes with more Inside Sports. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Yeah, heavy hitters indeed. Trent Brown was a heavy hitter when he played Elks for the double E in the 90s. He, of course, is with James H. Brown. He was on the show last week. We got a... Very entertaining and knowledgeable member of the double E alum, Jed Roberts, coming up between 6.30 and 7 tonight. Always a blast to have him on the show. Carter Such from your Edmonton Oil Kings will join us between 7 and 7.30 and between 7.30 and 8. It is former Oilers defenseman, now president of the very successful Hamilton Bulldogs Club of the Ontario Hockey League as uh, they are going to the Memorial Cup as well. A little bit later on a little bit later on not quite yet we will give away a pair of tickets to the world juniors in edmonton august 9th to 20th so uh, listen for the call to uh, call in and do a little bit of trivia that's always a blast now also hockey canada announced the summer roster today for the world juniors that are going to be played in december and january and oil kings head coach brad lauer will be one of the coaches For that, And then that would obviously give him an opportunity to perhaps be on the coaching staff for the world juniors when they return to the more traditional time of year in the winter. So that summer roster is for the next tournament. They have not yet announced the roster for this summer's tournament. Uh, You know that there were several oil Kings on that team. And uh, I think they're going to wait until after the Memorial cup to do that and see what some of these, uh, commitments these players might have with their nhl clubs we got ron from red deer on the line ron thanks for calling go ahead hey reed how you been doing quite well go ahead my man
0: so i just got a one quick simple question what is your opinion on yes he play all of our or how much and like, i just want to hear your opinion about yes well
1: i think he really struggled the second half of the season. Uh, he didn't look uh, very confident. I-, I think if you were, if you had to move on from one of the restricted free agents, McLeod, Yamamoto, and Puliyarvi, it would clearly be him. Ron, Ron's gone. Ron's gone. Okay. Did not expect that question, but I think I've I've voiced that opinion several times. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Jed Roberts is coming up.